volcanoes, yes. rumors, and rumbling. That's awesome. Let the filibustering begin. We've got Netflix news, trailer talk, and more on the horizon for this edition of the Mad About Movies Movie News Roundup. Jamboree Yee-haw. Extravaganza. <laughs> Pro-Am. Pro-Am. Mm, for the cure. Second annual. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, no, Ken, that doesn't say annual. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my bad. Uh, Common mistake. <laughs> <laughs> this is... Um, this is this is fun. I think we got a good response last uh, episode when we did the isolated movie news talk. So mm-hmm. we're going to do that mm-hmm. from here on out. Anytime there's enough movie news items that build up uh, to justify a, a full 30-minute uh, sit-down discussion, uh, we're going to do that. Uh, not to take away uh, any attention or time from our review of the week. And our review of the week this week is Once Upon a Time in Hollywood from Quentin Tarantino. We're doing a full deep dive into that with a special guest, and that will be uh, posted in conjunction with this episode. So if you saw that movie, uh, check out that episode as well. But guys, there's a lot to talk about um, on the rumbling side of things. Uh, there's a lot to talk about uh, on the news side of things. We do have some trailers to talk about. Um, where should we begin with our discussion, Richard, Brian? Mm. The uh, let's talk about the uh, ozone layer. Well, that wasn't. I didn't have that down. <laughs> no. But if you got, well, it's the only story that matters, guys. Mm, really, really, yeah. mm. Like, what are we really talking about? <laughs> Climate change. <laughs> <laughs> you just get super how much of a bummer would it be yeah, if, if be we broke boy. this off into yeah. its own feed and then we just <laughs> talked about climate change, foreign uh, policy, and stuff? Just people are so confused. Why are we talking about movies when there's so much else going on in the world? <laughs> it's more important. Just the biggest bummer of a segment. Um, okay, let's uh, let's talk about Netflix because um, this is one of my favorite topics to follow companies to check in on. Um, big news coming out of Netflix uh, a couple of weeks ago. Uh, I don't know if you guys saw this on Twitter, heard about this, but um, the 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 earnings report for this uh, past quarter for Netflix um, was their first ever that they actually lost subscribers. Um, loss of a hundred over a hundred thousand domestic subscribers, and they missed their forecast subscriber growth uh, globally by two point three million. Um, and so, my question to you guys is: um, hypothetically, uh, are are the best days behind Netflix now that we have so much competition and people are, I guess, giving getting the foresight. Uh, or at least getting aware of uh, other options, or uh, do, do you believe, uh, you know, wholeheartedly in uh, in their strategy coming up with uh, some of the bigger movies that they've got coming out that uh, that could potentially be what keeps Netflix around? Um, my uh, big question is is how much can they spend before they uh, go in the red uh, and start actually losing money on the deal because. Um, they've got three movies in the works right now at Netflix, three feature length ones. The first of which is called red notice. Uh, this one stars the rock and Ryan Reynolds and Gal Gadot. Uh, this one's got a $200 million budget and, um, it's brought to us by Dawson, uh, Thurber, I think his name is the guy that did skyscraper. Um, he, uh, is doing this and it's about, uh, like art heist 
kind of thing, like Monuments Men. <laughs> I think like a Fast and Furious <laughs> Monuments Men movie, basically. Probably like a Thomas okay. Crown meets mm-hmm. yeah. Thomas Crown meets all that, yeah. Yeah. So uh they're 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 uh betting two hundred million dollars on this one. They've also got another one called Six Underground. Uh that's Michael Bay. Um there's hundred and seventy million dollars going towards that, and that stars Ryan Reynolds. And this is basically there are six billionaires worldwide. Um, they're basically six Batman who forge together and fight crime as vigilantes um, using their money, power, wealth, whatever. Um, so that one is coming to Netflix from Michael Bay, $170 million. And then The Irishman is getting a lot of buzz uh, for this Oscar season. And some images have come out this week. We expect a full trailer pretty soon for that uh, from Martin Scorsese. That's got... Him teaming up with uh, Pacino, um, Joe Pesci, and De Niro again. Um, that's apparently got a $150 million budget behind it due to some of that CJ de-aging stuff. stuff. Yeah. And, well, um, and it's hard to get Pesci at this point. You know? it's, it's, <laughs> Pesci's 100 mil. It's like yeah, a, he, yeah, he held out yeah. for that, it's got a, he held out for that 100 agent. mil. Yeah. yeah. Jim Nance is furious. <laughs> <laughs> the Irishman... Um, again, is coming out this year. So that's about a half a bill uh, right there that they're betting on those three films. Um, So Outlook on Netflix is uh, kind of down in the dumps for the first time in a long time. What are your guys' thoughts, Brian? Yeah, I mean, to me, it's like we're going to see – I need to see this for a year or so before you can really start projecting. Because I I do think there's a a certain point at which they will run out of – people to subscribe and people will leave because there are so many other choices out there. Uh, and what I would guess is that, I mean, I know nothing about business. I'm very dumb as we've, we've talked about previously, but I would guess that they're going to see a drop in their subscribers and then they will be one of the ones that stays around when the streaming wars kind of settle down in a couple of, or five years or something. Maybe, maybe that's being optimistic that this is going to calm down eventually, but Can't I think tell our grandkids about it, the streaming yeah, wars. <laughs> yeah. It was very bloody kids. Um, a lot, a lot of internal <laughs> the strife. Battle in of Crackle Hill. <laughs> right. Where were you when Hulu Plus <laughs> extravaganza happened? But the yeah, look, it's it's a. I think Netflix has staying power long term, but I think their their investors and stuff have got to expect whether they're saying this to uh, you know out loud to the public or not. But they've got there's got to be some thought internally of like we're probably going to see a drop for a bit at some point, and then we just have to, it's all about who, to me. It's it's like, it's all about who's going to be in the game still in 2023 or something more so than who's, who's winning the game in, in 2020. Does that make sense? Like, I just think there's just so many options out there and it is, it's going to get significantly worse over the next couple of years. So, um, if, but Netflix, I think has more brand power than some of these other do. I, I, I don't know. It feels like every day we're getting a new streaming service announced. And I think there's no way that survives six months. Like it's just not, there's, that's yep. not a great business plan. Um, uh, and I know like FX dropped their streaming service this month or last month. I think, I think they, they killed it and there will be others that, that come along. So I, to me, Netflix is playing the long game and some of these other streaming services are, are perhaps not, or just trying to get into the game. but. Um, you know, time will, time will tell on that, but I do know, I mean, I know there's, 
there's uh, there's investors and stockholders and stuff that are pretty nervous and pretty angry about the the drop this time around and and um, but to me it's kind of like you guys are going to have to expect some of that yeah because you've, you've been yeah yeah you've been riding a wave that's not mm-hmm. it's probably not sustainable again when you consider how many competitors there are going to be in this space sure. and 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 the relatively low like there's no real assets. So it's pretty easy for someone to come in and invest in X content, and then that's just mm-hmm. – and it can be quickly. So just back of the napkin math here. So 15 bucks a month is about what Netflix is now, right? They've got 150 million subscribers, which I – granted, didn't grow this time, but still pretty solid there. So they make about $27 billion a year in revenue. So like – they've never been profitable. That's the whole thing is to just throw money, acquire – the first model was to acquire all the friends and offices and all that junk. It junk, I mean, I love all those things. I just mean, and then mm-hmm. uh, all the all the other companies realized, hey, wait a minute, they're making money off of our property. Why don't we have our own streaming service? So now the next piece of Netflix to assert itself is to just throw all of its money at original content, and that started in 2013 in earnest with Orange Is the New Black and Netflix. I'm um, pardon me, Orange Is the New Black and House of Cards and things like that has continued to go down to movies. And I think they've just got to try everything with movies. Um, and if you, it becomes a thing where if you can tell people there are going to be 12 event movies a year on Netflix, I think people will pay the 15 bucks a month. Um, you're going to, you know, people are going to uh, keep subscribing. So they've got to figure out a way to have, you know, we just heard three right now with a ton of big stars in it and just try to appeal. And then, you know, a, a tier two of other movies, rom-coms and everything else. But I think they're going to, I think the model they'll go to is to spend, whatever, $3 billion a year on like 12 huge movies, maybe 2 billion, whatever it is. And that is going to keep their whole thing is to keep the subs and then add subs too. Um, so I, I think they're, they're in this weird change of, of, uh, changing their business model a bit. So there's going to be some dips because they're not just going to be able to throw a lot of money and get the office. And everyone goes, well, I have to have Netflix cause I fall asleep to the office every night. That's going to change. They're not going to be the one-stop shop for pretty much everything. And so they've got to figure out their sweet spot. They're actually going to have to become less of a streaming platform, which they are, um, and more of a production studio. You know, they have to start thinking less like Hulu and more mm-hmm. like Paramount. And if they sure. can make quality content that, that people are, I hate throwing the word content around this much because it's just like the lamest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We for the ringer talk- now. Forgot to tell you. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, then, then they can, they can, I think, sustain and grow. And what you said, Brian Zeno, I mean, the, the, the curse of like uh, publicly traded companies is they only, like growth is all that matters. And so like no one's, it's weird that like a company, <laughs> like to an investor, it's like a company that has 20 subscribers that grew to 30 is like, oh, they're doing really well. But a company mm-hmm. that has 150 million subscribers that went down to 149, you're like, they're doomed. Right. It's just funny. Sure. sure. It's, yeah. it's like, no, they still, they're doing all right. There's going to be little bumps in the roads, especially as they split this. And, and they're going to have to be, you know, the big, big content creator because, like you said, Brian, I mean, they've gamed us now back into, we're all right back where we were 10 years ago paying for cable. We're just doing it through all these different streaming packages as opposed to, you know, paying direct TV to have all this junk. We're just paying for mm-hmm. Netflix and Hulu and maybe uh, ESPN plus and Disney plus and all that. And it's still going to add up at some point. We're all going to be paying a hundred bucks a month again, which sucks. We kind of right. had this sweet right. area where you could 
kind of be relevant culturally for f- 10 to $40 a month. And that's, they're not, the entertainment business is not built on that being feasible. So that's going to end. And that sucks. It was fun. Hey guys, mm-hmm. fun, mm-hmm. fun eight years. That was pretty sweet. Yeah. You know what? I'm, I'm kind of all, I'm kind of for making it cheaper, but with ads, you know, yeah. I, I, I don't mind. I, I don't mind, you know, paying nine ninety nine if it means I have to watch, especially you know, if it's a that pre-roll G-bad. and a post-roll. Yeah. I don't, I don't care. Um, as long as it, I can watch it on my own time, that's what I'm paying for. It's right. not, it's not the ability yeah. to watch it without commercials, which is nice. I mean, it's a nice perk. Netflix has some has some cool innovations that they've been able to keep people around. You know, um, the ability to skip the uh, intro of a TV show is great yeah. when you're binging a show. Um, those types of things have kept Netflix relevant. And you know, it says here that they did miss their growth number by uh, two, almost two and a half million. Um, they, it might come to the point where they just stop growing and they hit a a plateau where they're just a sustainable business that is solid and is putting out solid content. I use that word again, again, but, um, Sorry, bro. I mean, you wearing, you wearing your, uh, you wearing your Patagonia zip up. Want to go slam some IPAs after this? So of course I am tight, uh, tight, tight. Oh yeah. Yeah. No. Um, I Ubered my know, own garage. They've got to be more into keeping people around rather than drawing people in. I think, um, you know, and how do they do that? I don't know. Uh, what do they do when Orange is the New Black is off the air? What do they do when the kids are too old on Stranger Things? You got to hope that the next Stranger Things and Orange is the New Black come around, and that's what they ha- have to bet on, you know? Um, would their money, um, their $500 million, be better spent somewhere else, you know? Um, say they throw 500 mil at at uh, the cast of Friends to do eight episodes. You know, like, in my opinion, that's probably a smarter business decision than giving Michael Bay $200 million to make a movie that's going to be 40% on Rotten Tomatoes that, you know, it's going to be a meme a week later, right? Um, yeah, so but maybe. I don't but know it's if, they have like... those, if they have those conversations on, you know, just from the press perspective on drawing people over to Netflix and say, man, I really, I got to see that, you know, like these cultural moments. I just mm-hmm. don't know if... And the Irishman might definitely be one, especially sure. if it gets best picture, uh, you know, um, buzz and all that. But um, those are the kind of things that I would that, you know, the ABCs are doing that the NBCs are doing that Netflix really isn't in the, in the business of. You know, they used to do that with when they brought back Arrested Development and Full House. It just seems like lately they're more creating their own rather than trying to yeah. draw fans of other properties in. Um, but and that um, may be the sustained we'll you're talking about. The other weird thing, though, is can't that like, you know, they kind of know what they're doing on that front. For instance, like, you know, everyone talks about let's talk. I'm trying to think of that, like Handmaid's Tale or something like yeah. that silly Aniston Sandler uh, movie on Netflix. Like a um, hundred times the amount of people watch that over the new season of Handmaid's Tale. So it's, you know, they kind of know like that. <laughs> the, if if I, I David Spade, it's Father of the Year metric, movie would have yeah. been like a $200 million movie if it had been in theaters with the amount of people that watch it. So they kind of know the stuff we're into is probably not, they, they are making probably pretty quality mass entertainment. And so it's just figuring out those sweet spots. And like you said, I mean, I'm much more interested in, I mean, I'm not really that interested in a Friends reboot, but I agree with you that that's a better premise um, than a Michael Bay movie, but the, maybe the Michael Bay movie will get like 
150 million views. Like it's it's crazy. Yeah, I'm un- I'm interested to see. You know, their their own people watching an Adam Sandler movie because it was thrown at them fifty times on their home screen. I don't I don't know if that's better than you know, The Handmaid's Tale getting nominated for multiple Emmys and people just like, well, I gotta watch this show now because the conversation on Twitter is that intense and right. I and I don't know you know, I think Yeah, but Twitter's that's more not valuable. real life. It's it's different. I mean we, well, I know, yes, but it's to just us, it's not it like is. a cultural thing. Like these are these are all just like farts in the wind that Netflix is throwing out <laughs> there. It seems <laughs> totally. like you know, it's just not No, like, I'm with you. I mean that's from Stranger Things and like maybe one or two other examples, it's just that's um, my perspective yeah. too, but I think if we walked around both of our neighborhoods, it, we, it would be 10x the amount of people that saw the Sandler thing. It's just like the little world we live in of like movie critics on Twitter and stuff. We have this, I've started to come to realize that like this little bubble of the culture we're, we're interested in, Tarantino movies and things like that, there are, there are exceptions that kind of breach in the mass culture. I think Netflix is doing like that Fuller House show. I don't know a single person that watched it, but it uh, everyone did, right? So like, mm, right. it's they're figuring that part out. It's just it's. I think they just got to fire a lot of shots into the wind and figure out which ones take, mm-hmm. and you know go from there. But it's definitely going to be a, a. You're totally right, Ken. I'm not. I'm not disagreeing with you. Yeah. I just mean it. Just seems like the the Apple like just the announcements that they've even made. It's like. Uh, you know, just from a premise standpoint, it's like, dude, that some of the stuff they, you know, the show with Aniston and Carell that they're doing, yeah. uh, you know, uh, that's awesome. on Chazelle, those types of things. You're like, wow, that could really be something that could draw people in. And Netflix just, just hasn't had an in. announcement like that in, in, in a long time. Um, and, and like I, like I said, they're going to hit a plateau, but it's going to be a great plateau and it's going to be a billion you know, multi-billion dollar a year company that's going to still give us a, a lot of great TV shows and um, and movies. You know what I think Netflix does the best is reality shows. I think they do some great cooking shows. I think they have some great documentary work on Netflix. Um, and so, you know, oftentimes what I go to you know, watch in there is the true crime stuff and the, uh, and the cooking shows, believe it or not. So um, I do think they have long-term... Liability. They are the big dog in the game, so they have that advantage. But yeah. uh, you know, their main competition is Amazon. Um, I don't even see Hulu really as a long term competition for them because I think Hulu won't exist in three to five years because of Disney Plus. I think being under that it, umbrella, I think they will weed it out eventually, and it'll be. I think they'll make it their yeah. R and PG third. I mean, they may rename it. You're right, yeah. but I think mm-hmm. the platform will still be there as like we talked about last week, the Miramax of modern Disney to like, okay, we're making this stuff. Uh, on the Touchstone of Miramax. Yeah. Cool. So we're going to, no, I think that that is the plan right now. They're doing G yeah. and PG only on Disney plus and then PG 13 and R and granted TV ratings are different on the, on Hulu. Right. That is the plan. So it may change to a new name, but I think they will keep it as you like, get they're never going to put with one uh, subscription. Yeah, maybe. But I think eventually they'll bundle. Yeah, it. or they'll they'll make amazing. that. I, I know they announced the other day that they're putting Disney Plus will be available as an add-on from Hulu. Yeah, so it only makes sense that eventually that turns into an option to bundle, and you can add Hulu from Disney Plus. You know what I mean? You can mm-hmm. reverse it, and it all kind of goes hand in hand. It's Netflix's like big, biggest advantage is they they were the first one. Yeah, exactly. Right? Like it's you're you're race you probably don't even know what you're paying for Netflix right now, and you're very aware of what you're paying for 
anything that you know, CBS All Access or something, or HBO right. or something and, like that and, that you just signed up for. And it's synonymous with like people all the time. I watch yes. this on Netflix when yes. they really watch it on Hulu or HBO yeah. or something. Oh, but it's uh, just totally, like totally. they're synonymous yeah. with streaming something on my TV. Totally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, Amazon has a smart business strategy, though. I mean, just the Amazon. Oh, I'm just including it yeah. with the, the free shipping thing. You know, most people are like, well, I'm going to have the free shipping, so I'm always going to subscribe. You know, it's not like an extra add on. Just include it with that is is so smart, and I do think they'll have long term liability uh, viability for that, uh, and because of that, and you know, Apple is another one I consider one of the big four. If, the, if because they do have the, uh, you know, they have a device in pretty much everybody's hand already um, that's going to have the app, and uh, you know, if they can get the content out there, I think it could be uh, it could be a big it could be a big player if they can make any kind of dent in in uh, the streaming space. It'll be interesting to see. Um, I've got a couple other things I want to want to talk about. A couple trailers uh, that have come out. Um, first one is a biopic that uh, we had a documentary about last year, and mm. uh, it seems like we're getting a lot of stuff about this person lately. It's a you know they're peaking culturally, so to speak. Um, Tom Hanks is Mister Rogers in. Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. This movie comes out in uh, October, I believe, this fall. Um, and it also stars Matthew Reese, uh, future, future American treasure Matthew Reese. And, well, he's the European. Uh, Welsh treasure. Oh, Welsh yeah, treasure. Welsh treasure. Uh, he'll be in, well, I consider them all AT since Dirk's in there now. I can't just. How dare you? That's the <laughs> one exception. Yeah. Oh, the only one allowed in the ATs, or he's in yeah. another wing. Yeah. Has yeah, because he's, he's pending American citizenship. So. Oh, okay, yeah. okay yeah. yeah, that is right. Okay, yeah, it's pending. He's in the he's in the, the draft box of the American yeah. Treasure section. Right. Um, he's in. Yeah. Uh, so beautiful day in the neighborhood trailer. This one made uh, waves on social media. Uh, Ten different people sent this to me, and uh, this this will probably do pretty well. I would think financially. Um, I'm not sure if it'll be good or uh, anything like that or how accurate it'll be historically, but um, Tom Hanks, uh, you know, American Treasure Tom Hanks is a perfect person to portray such a beloved and, uh, you know, delicate person uh, as Fred Rogers. I, you know, I think that's going to be really fun to watch. Um, but did you guys see the trailer? Uh, Richard, did you see this? Yes, sir. A couple times. Yeah, I'm excited for it. I, uh, you know, like all of us, we grew up with Mr. Rogers. Yeah. I'm a little, it's, uh, I really like um, the director. I'm forgetting her name. It's, it's Yorma Tacone's wife. Uh, starts with an M. She's, she's, she did that lovely movie last year with, uh, my brain's working great today. Uh, help me out, Brian. But he, she, <laughs> that with movie the, uh, with that, Mariel that thing with the yeah. what? Yeah. Mariel can you ever forgive me? Yeah. Yeah. Can you ever forgive me with Melissa McCarthy? And, uh, was very good. Yeah. That was really good. That was one of the, my, like, favorite undersung movies of last year. So, so I trust her to make something good. So, um, and I love obviously Tom Hanks uh, makes quite a bit of good movies and The Post, and so uh, and then Matthew <laughs> Reese is one of our great actors. So um, I'm I'm on board. I, I'm 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 a little confused at the narrative structure of it, meaning like what will be the like uh, what will push the plot along? Right? It's like Mister Rogers is great. Does he like, mm-hmm. does he find like some weird Nazi paraphernalia in his closet or something like, you know, what's the <laughs> twist that then he comes out? I was like, Oh right. no, I was just yeah, going to bury this or something. Yeah. yeah I don't know. Like I don't know where the drama will come from. Something. I mean, it will be there. I'm sure it'll be there. Right. 
I just right. don't know where the drama will come from in it. But uh, and the trailer doesn't make that clear, which is fine. I mean, I'm fine not knowing. Yeah. It. Uh, but that's that would be my only concern because if it's just two hours of how, what a great person Mr. Rogers is, that's great. But we have a documentary that did that, so I, you know, I need some kind of. Yeah. Hopefully, like he goes to space or something. <laughs> <laughs> There's some explosions. Yeah, uh, right. yeah. I, Joins I the know. Fast and Furious crew on a mission. <laughs> well, now we're a heist. Okay. Yeah, Mr. Yeah. Rogers heist. I find it hard for anything to be better than that documentary last year. Um, beautiful. What was it called? Uh, Won't you be in my neighbor? What was yeah. It um, yes. That, that was a fantastic documentary. It if was. anyone hasn't seen that, uh, mm-hmm. it's worth seeking out. But Brian, um, what are your thoughts on Forrest Gump? As Mr. Rogers. <laughs> First of all, how dare you? Uh, that's Larry Crown, sir. Um, but it's this was a great trailer. So I, you're right, Richard. There's there may not be a whole lot of narrative structure in terms of what Mr. Rogers' arc is. It seems like they're going to kind of draw the drama out of uh, Matthew Reese's character, the uh, the journalist, the interviewer. So maybe that's how it plays. But also, I think we might be in a place where it's just like. Um, this is just a movie about a a kind person and we need kindness right now. And so it's just like, totally. that's the whole thing. It's just, he's a really nice guy. So maybe, maybe he's retiring in the movie or something. And they're yeah. like, you can't retire. Yeah. You're too special to us kind of thing. I don't, right. I don't right. know. There's going to yeah, be I'm not, some I'm kind not of, even yeah. right. I'm not looking, I'm not, I'm not going to see, I'm going to try not to see what the conceit is and what it's based on and all that. Cause I just want to just go in and enjoy and I guess cry my eyes out because the trailer's, a little dusty just watching the trailer so i'm sure uh the the movie will will make that much worse yeah speaking of worse um zombie land trailers out uh for oh the boy. sequel double tap this one did quite well uh numbers wise on the youtubes and uh it got on the shares and all that so um i think the studio's probably happy with the response but uh i got to admit it was a little awkward seeing these characters back together um the trailer seems a little stilted um mm-hmm. may you know it is the first trailer they're probably still working on the movie um we'll judge it on the movie but you know it, it seemed a little bit uh not in the same vein as zombie land it seemed like awkward sequel 10 years later kind of mode yeah. uh for this one but you know i'm optimistic i love literally every person involved in this pretty much so uh and i liked zombie land a lot but this has got Ruben Fleischer, I think, still at the helm, and he hasn't done anything really good since Zombieland, so uh, that is a concern as well. Um, they've said some things like, we wouldn't make this movie unless this was the script of all scripts kind of thing, but we heard the same thing with Ghostbusters a few years ago, uh, 2016. And it was great, so... <laughs> and that... No complaints, obviously. ...is a concern as well, and so... I you know I don't know truly how to feel about it, but uh, I'm sure it'll probably be a financial success uh, at least in week one for the studios. But um, optimistic still, Brian, for Zombieland? No, not really. That was I look. It it was very popular on the internet. It was not very popular amongst our corner of the internet, like our our listeners and and followers and stuff were more kind of in line just. Generally speaking, we're more in line with with our our line of thinking. I think, um, I, you know, it, the the open on the trailer was kind of funny. Like it's a it's a funny conceit, I guess. But then after about thirty seconds, I was like, this is this feels really 
really forced and like we've got to make this movie and get and cash some checks. It just it didn't work. Now I I fully admit a part of that may just be bringing into watching that trailer this feeling that like most of the movies that have come out this year have not been very this has been a very bad year for movies and a lot of these sequels and reboots and blah 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 have felt very forced and very tired and very not very good (laughs) so that may be part of it is just like kind of having dealt with the last seven months of of not particularly great movies that that you're projecting boy this is gonna be so maybe it goes the opposite route because we've had great i think a lot of the movies that we have been very disappointed by this year have had very good trailers so maybe this will be the reverse of that right like maybe we'll get a good movie out of a trailer that i don't think is is very good and and doesn't do a great job of conveying confidence in what what is happening yeah rb any thoughts what you're Uh, referring to brian is that at the beginning they had the uh, it says Academy Award winner Emma Stone, Academy Award nominee, you know, because all of them since Zombieland have been nominated or won Academy Awards, I think. Uh, Right. That's funny. And and the idea that that you're going to go. That they have that works in the movie, though. Yeah. You know, the idea that you're going to go take a like, we're going to make our residence in the White House. That's funny. That's a funny idea on 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 page on the page anyway. You know, whether that is funny in the two hour movie, I don't know. But in a 10 seconds of a trailer, it's like, yeah, that's kind of funny. Um, but I don't have a lot of confidence that they're going to do something supremely funny with it. I would guess. But, yeah. Sorry, Richard. Richard, you, thoughts? I'm actually I haven't seen it yet. I apologize. I missed. I missed. I, I I'll be. I won't even. Oh, gotcha. Pretend. Yeah. Uh, oh, spoil it for hear, me though, guys. Interested to hear your thoughts. Basically, the movie is spoiled on the trailer. The White House. You know, the original gang takes over the White House, and you know they're finding lost friends. Making new friends. Yeah. Trump um, cameo. Thomas Middleditch shows up. Thomas so, Middleditch. Oh yeah. my god! So I know you'll love it, Richard. Uh, yeah. Trump cameo instead of Bill Murray. That could be cool. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard Bill Murray's in it, so we'll see there. But um, it, it feels like the last man on earth. You know, I don't know how uh, zombies are if they're a thing anymore at all. So <laughs> uh, is Walking Dead still I think on? The Walking question? Dead just announced literally their third show. So I guess zombies are still a thing. I guess I think I on know. the walking dead, but that dead don't die movie flopped pretty hard. I think that mm. just came out yeah. with, uh, that's true. Adam driver and Murray and Selena Gomez and all them. Um, but that was Jim Jarmusch too. Like, so sure. Yeah. I mean, it's just like, I just don't, if you're going to make this, you probably should have made it. I don't yeah. know, yes. Five yes. years this is ago. Well past so. its expiration date. Again, that does not mean that it couldn't turn out to be really funny and were, and really well done, but yeah, just reading the tea leaves, I would suggest that it is probably not just from what we've seen. Yeah. I'm just, it's disappointing. Um, intriguing, um, though, is this Jojo rabbit trailer. What do you guys think about this? Ooh, that's a tightrope. I don't know. <laughs> That's a tightrope. I mean, I, I trust Taika and it's it, the trailers. I mean, I think Brian and I texted about it. It was definitely in our group text about it. I think you might've been working or something, Kent, but it was like, I know that we're going to get that joke. Like, I yes. think we're in it. And they do a really good job at the marketing. being like, this is a sat literally says satire like 60 times. Cause they know people are stupid. I worry that the rest of the people in the world won't get the joke. Cause on both sides, I'm not even making a political statement. I just mean like, right. Be, I just, I think eight, here's my political statement. 80% of people are stupid, except for you guys <laughs> listening. You're all in that 20%. Mm-hmm. So, um, 
anyway, so it's like, I know this is, I think I'm going to enjoy this and, and get it. I worry about, it's a risky move off Thor. Yeah. I'm going to make a little kind of a Hitler fantasy film. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, of course. It's like, and I'm going to play that old Hitler. Move. Ron yeah. Howard just pitched his, but I guess we can <laughs> back burner that. You know, I got, I got asked uh, to go to a screening of this like two months ago and I, and I didn't do it. And I'm really sad that I didn't do it because I saw well, you had your, Jojo Rabbit you had one of your and rallies. Taika Waititi and I, and I was like, okay, that sounds cool. I had no idea what it was. I thought it was a drama. I didn't know the satire, you know? Um, but I wish I would have done that so that I could, report on what this is actually about what it is um it's getting good buzz i think it's already shown at some film festivals um it's supposed to be really heartwarming and apparently he goes about the subject matter in the right way but you know we've seen movies with this subject matter win awards before so i think you can if you do it in the right way it's it's not necessarily the worst thing to make a movie about um if you do it with respect and with class and i think you can do that (laughs) Um, I think he could do that. And so we'll see, but you know, he was smart to sign that, uh, four, four thing at Comic-Con right before, <laughs> before this, you put you this know. one out. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, that's true. Um, that's true. Did we talk about the Jane Silent Bob trailer already? Batman, oh, Batman, Shane not nearly enough. <laughs> I don't think so. We don't, I don't think we talked about it. I but think we might have briefly on the last may have touched on Comic-Con it. thing, yeah. but it looks great. We're excited and we can't wait. And mm, it's never... Yeah. Never enough in 2019. Right. It's I, exactly. Uh, Jay and Silent Bob is, I would say, more relevant now mm, in 2019 yeah. than it Agreed. than it ever was. Right. This feels it's like the, the prime snoochie, time bro. to make snoochie, it snoochie boochie, bro. <laughs> feels Feel like that. it feels like a Dumb and Dumber too. Of, uh, oh well, I got I've nothing already, else to do. Yeah. And this is literally the last ditch effort to be anything in the world anymore, kind of thing. Um, but he's tried to—he's tried to, he's tried to make clerks too. Uh, I mean, he's tried to make clerks three like a bunch of times and hasn't gotten it made. That's weird. And then um, that was supposed to be like his last movie, and um, <laughs> and it's never happened. So I think this is it. Um, but you know, he's probably going to bring back all of the. You know, Affleck's and da- Matt Damon's, uh, the Jersey oh, Girls, yeah. <laughs> all that kind of thing. Um, there's an audience for that. Um, not I, but Batman Shane will go. And <laughs> yeah, so all those got him. all those Tusk stands will be their opening day. <laughs> yeah. Um, one more thing, one more trailer that I want to touch on before we wrap it up um, for this edition of Movie News Rumblings mm. Roundup Jamboree Extravaganza is. Uh, the Goldfinch. Rowan. Have you guys seen this trailer? Yeah, pretty, uh, pretty bleak. It's not yeah. doesn't look like the feel good movie of the year. Let's say not at all. It was certainly well photographed. I, I yeah, I think it looks, looks beautiful, looks great. Right. Um, it's got Nicole Kidman, Ansel Elgort, um, might be Aaron, Aaron, Aaron Rick. I'm not sure. Uh, yeah, yeah. Jeffrey Wright. It, I think it's. Uh, <laughs> It's what's his name? Taron Egerton, I think is what's his name. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Finn Wolfhard is in the movie. I'm not joking. He's actually in it. Um, uh, but Sarah this is Paulson. a a a uh, property that is a very successful novel. Obviously, this yeah. is a, a highly anticipated movie adaptation of that, and it's coming out uh, with an awards season push this year. Um, so 
We'll see if it's good that it could certainly uh, be mm-hmm. in the conversation at the end of the year. And I think Nicole Kidman's having a Kidman renaissance of, of sorts, and she looks like she could be a bring the fire in this one too. What did you guys think? Uh, yeah. They used the national in the trailer, which was awesome. I like that. It was yeah, great. But yeah. Um, Brian, it's a good trailer. Uh, I expect the movie will be good. You know, I the fact that it's coming out in mid September would just if I was going off of what we typically see as, you know, the movie calendar and what movies fall into which time of the year and all that sort of stuff, I would say that it seems like maybe something that the studio looked at and said, this is good, but it's not quite awardsy good. So we're going to stick it here. That's just a, obviously a complete shot in the dark, but I don't know the source material too well. I have a friend who read it and just said, it's probably not one that you're going to enjoy. So I, I ended up steering clear of it, but yeah, look, I mean, it looks like a good movie that that is going. That's not the uh, not an enjoyable movie, and that's fine. That's hundreds of movies a year, you know. But um, but it's a it's a very it's a well done trailer, if nothing else. Yeah, Richard, did you see this one? I did see this one. Yeah, no, it's interesting. Uh, this book. You read this book? Li- I haven't. It's been on my list for for uh, a couple years. I uh, I don't read a lot of like modern novels. Um, so, but it, this one certainly had enough of a buzz around it that it's been, it's been recommended to me several times and I will get to it. Maybe I'll get to it before the film, but I, I, I it's just not in my usual genres that I, I poke around in. So I've, I've had to kind of wait on it, but I, I, it certainly sounds, uh, really moving and interesting. So I'll get to it at some point, but until then awesome. I got to read history of capitalism in America. So, you know, how I roll. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds awesome. Well, we'll end on that note. Um, if you want to hear Greenspan us, life, you know, you know how I roll. If you want to hear us talk about Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, we're going to be doing that uh, in our review of the week, and that episode will be dropping in conjunction with this one. But if you want to follow Brian online, where can we do that, Brian? You can find me on the Twitter, BGill12. You can find my writing at madaboutmoviespodcast.com and the Mad About Movies Podcast newsletter. Richard, what about you? You can find me on all the social media at uh, Richard Barden or Richard Bardon in uh, mm-hmm. uh, Jamaican. And uh, you can find me at madaboutmoviespodcast.com. Kent, where can I find you? On uh, Twitter, at Kent Garrison, and at madaboutmoviespodcast.com. You can find all of our episodes. If you like more uh, of our stuff in your life every single day, a minute of your life, you can just go to uh, com slash VIP. Sign up for that VIP club where you get bonus episodes every single week. And uh, this week we're talking Harry Potter and the Goblet of the Order of the Phoenix. And it's going to be good. So get oh, excited for that. The apes. Yeah. I think it's the rise of the planet of the war mm. for the mm. goblet, goblet of the fucking goblet yeah. of um, the Get excited for that. It, our Harry Potter retrospect series continues over on that feed. Uh, at just a dollar a week, get all those episodes downloaded immediately. Our AMA is coming up again uh, and in a couple weeks as well. So stay tuned for that. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Movie News, Rumors, Rumblings, Roundups. And uh, we'll see you guys Yeehaw. at the cinema. Bye.